We all deal with the Sunday scaries, right? Sunday scaries are those oh shit, stressful, nervous, can't sleep, dread feelings that hit you on Sunday evenings when you think about work or just freaking life. Unfortunately, you can feel that same pit in your stomach any day of the week. Thankfully, Sunday Scaries CBD gummies were made to defeat the crap that life throws at us. These are the perfect CBD gummies for professionals on the grind, super moms, students, party animals, and everyone in between. Look, I get really nervous before these interviews that we do, so I take two CBD gummies every Sunday before these interviews, and the Sunday Scaries are gone. I have no problem with these interviews. So we've partnered with Sunday Scaries to bring you an incredible offer. Head over to sundayscaries.com and use promo code DELUXE15 at checkout to get 15% off of your entire order. That's sundayscaries.com and use promo code DELUXE15 at checkout to save 15% off of your entire order. Are you looking for a place for all things horror and don't know where to go? Well, you've came to the right place, my friend. We are the Graveyard Club podcast. For all your horror needs, visit us on YouTube and Spotify. And you can follow us over on Instagram at the Graveyard Club pod. See you there. Ciao. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. Welcome back to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, the creature from Cleveland, L. Ray Sexton. What's going on, my friend? Not too much, buddy. How are you? Doing swell. Very swell. Yeah, we just had a great interview with Naomi Grossman. Mm-hmm. And although uh, we were not allowed to talk about American Horror Story that she starred in, uh, we can talk about it because we're not on strike. Yeah, yeah we're um, not on strike. And Ray, you were telling me about uh, this before we got started here that she was on your, one of your favorite seasons of American Horror Story, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, They did the whole carnival theme on the one season where she plays Pepper. And I say that's my second favorite one of the whole franchise next to when they did the 80s serial killer. You know, that one obviously is my favorite because. 80s slashers is my favorite genre. Right. But uh, I also do love me some carny folks. So her playing Pepper is pretty damn amazing. And that whole thing with, you know, uh, Siamese twins and love triangles. And would that be a, yeah, that'd be a triangle? There's, she's a Siamese twin. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, the carnival one is the second best one, in my opinion. And uh, nice. she actually is the only actress to ever play the same character twice in the whole 
thing. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so you know she's doing a good job at it. So yeah, very cool. All right, Ray, let's get right into the interview after a quick house cleaning. We are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find all of the other great shows over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And the podcasts of the month this month are The Graveyard Club and Terror Tuesday. Because it's October now, bud. Ah, that's gotta true. Go with the, ah, gotta that's, go with the, the uh, horror the horror shows on the network uh, for October. So the graveyard club and terror Tuesday, terror Tuesday hosted by our friend Amber, who's been on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an Instagram only show. She does uh, live Instagrams every Tuesday. She'll be starting that up again very soon. And uh, the graveyard club, they're on YouTube and uh, Spotify everywhere else that you can find uh, the podcasts. And, uh, yeah, a lot of horror movies, a lot of old classic horror movies they talk about. So it's uh, really cool. Check them out. And let's see. If you want to support our show, you can go over to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod and find the show immediately after it's recorded and unedited. So you're not going to get all the fancy pictures and stuff that I post. But you can yeah, hear what Ray and I talk about before and after the show. That is true. And it's and pretty stuffy. That's the stuff that you want to hear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Go check Ray out over on Instagram at Deluxe Edition Pod, handling the Instagram posting over there. And you can find all of our previous shows over at deluxeedition.show. It's updated weekly. And if you want to buy a t-shirt from us, you can find a Deluxe Edition Network shirt or a Deluxe Edition with Casey and Ray over at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash deluxe dash edition. And Ray, where can people find your stuff? Well, if you want a coffee mug with our ugly mugs on it, you can head over to uh, T Public at 10 Cent Beer Night Podcast and get all kinds of cool shit with deluxe edition on it. It's all bootleg merchandise. So don't let Casey know. Cause I'm not giving him any other money for it. So yeah, don't, don't, don't tell him. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. All right. Anything else, bud? That's it. That's it. Other than, um, please go out and, uh, you know, if you could do one thing to help the show, tell a complete stranger about us. Just walk up to some random person at Taco Bell and be like, you know what I like? I like the Deluxe Edition podcast with Casey and Ray. And I think <laughs> you would, too. Dude, so I, I have the I have an official Deluxe Edition T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there's hats available now, too. We have, uh, oh, yeah. we have like three hats left. If you want to get a hat, uh, you can message me. Um, but whenever I'm, when I'm wearing the, the logo shirt and someone asks me what deluxe edition is, um, I always tell them, Oh, it's this really great podcast. Oh, yeah. I listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I that's, that's I don't how say I that I'm on it. No, you can't do that. You say this is these two really cool guys and they got a podcast and they talk about pop culture and they interview really cool people. Yeah. Really cool people. And then they, they ask, well, how'd you find it? I I stumbled on it one day by accident. It was an accident. (laughs) All right. Here is our show with Naomi Grossman. How are you today? All right. I'm well. How are you? 
Great. Good. Hey, with uh, I'm going to start things a little different here. With all of your um, you know, work that you do, uh, do you have any crazy travel stories? Tons. Because <laughs> uh, this, because this week. My, I, I travel for work every week, and this week, like it, they have progressively get been getting worse, and uh, this week was just so terrible. So, uh, give us a, a terrible travel experience. Can you give me a little context? Like, what what do you mean when you say crazy travel story? All right. So, what I was getting to is, you have a YouTube channel, and you have a a short that's called uh, "Touch My Junk," which ah. I love, and it's hilarious. So, I was wondering if that was like sort of comes from a true story and tell us about your youtube channel sure we want to know all about you okay got it got it um so to answer your question i mean i do have a crazy travel story in fact now that you said that i just remembered the time that i flew to chile the country without any money or credit cards like I, I remember I was going for work, so I figured, oh, they're going to, I'm covered. But, you know, normally I would come with some money, you know, something, I, especially I was like going for like, literally like two weeks. But I remember going to the ATM or something before I'd gone and I left my credit card in the machine. But I didn't realize it until I got all the way to Santiago and they charge Americans a premium to come in the country, you know, like, because I, I want to say we charge them. So basically, I, I here I, they, they charged us for, you know, some kind of a premium to get in the country. And I was like, oh, that's 100 bucks or something. And so I was like, oh, I better put that on a credit card. I don't I don't know that I, I don't want to get rid of all my cash like that. And so I went to go, you know, give a credit card. And I, I didn't have I didn't have it. I didn't have anything. And I was like, Oh my God, like, how am I going to live for, you know, two weeks traveling around South America? I mean, I guess the exchange rate was in my favor, but still like, am I going to be like hooking through, you know, the Andes? And that was my, um, that was my first thought. Like that, like, that's how I was like, I was going to wind up some like crazy homeless lady on the corner of, you know, whatever anyway it, it did not happen it worked out i i i, I got you know the production came and in front of me some money and I, I i and i survived but you know if i i i definitely recommend like do not travel like don't leave the house much less fly to, like you know 15 hours away without any cash or cards that's just in general, not a wise choice. No. Anyway, you asked. Um, so where did that where did that come from? You know, honestly, I um, at the time, I don't know if you remember when I when I created that short. It was right around when that was in the news. Like somebody had like somebody had said like touch my junk or I can't remember what it was, but it was like, it was in the news. And so, you know, I, I spent time in the Groundling Sunday company and we were having to come up with sketches all the time. Like I was literally cranking out five to seven, like little like bits 
a week at least. And a lot of them were making it, you know, to the stage. And, um, and so I was just in this kind of like time in my life when I was just like constantly like finding an angle on anything and everything. And so I was kind of like, Ooh, what if, what if you wanted to get your junk touched? You know what I mean? Like, and, and, um, yeah, so that that's where that came from. Just me kind of like, oh, what if? <laughs> um, so, so, and I, besides, I've always been, especially like if you watch uh, like more than just that, but like, you, you know, you, you watch more of my YouTube shorts, you'll see like, it's sort of a theme. Like I kind of tend to go for like inappropriate, behavior uh you know especially like you know kind of sexual uh like there's a there's a yoga video yeah hot yoga same premise essentially (laughs) it's like a kind of a yoga teacher that's you know inappropriately touching this was before me too by the way this was like like i feel like you watch that stuff and it's kind of cringy now because it's like you can't do that but at the time it was like hilarious (laughs) i I think it's still funny i mean well thank you (laughs) so did have you ever gotten any flack for that like have you ever like has anybody said yeah you know maybe that that doesn't look too good on your channel you know maybe take that down for i mean because it is like because of today's culture you know yeah you're right you know honestly no i i i don't think my youtube channel is getting a ton of traffic (laughs) right now sadly um i just you know i think people are watching other watching me if they're watching me they're they're watching me and other things and so i don't think that's really it but um i also think it's okay like times change and comedy changes and you know there's there's so many things that we see now when we realize, oh, that's so dated. Like you would never like Tropic Thunder, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you wouldn't cast Robert Downey Jr. in that role right now. Like, I mean, you wouldn't even cast me as like Pepper right now. You know what I mean? So like culture changes and um, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, I don't, love the direction is going quite honestly i think we've gotten way too sensitive and too woke almost so um you know uh, but i also think that it's a pendulum i think we'll swing back the other way and you know all of a sudden my youtube channel will be really really popular (laughs) again maybe not popular but it just won't be quite as um kind of cringy What's the uh, what's a joke you've written recently that you won't use on your YouTube channel? <laughs> You're trying to get me canceled, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, we enjoy a good joke here. And if you're not going to use it over there, you can use it over here. Because once again, we don't have a lot of people paying attention to us either. So, oh, there you go. Say whatever you want. I don't know, because I... Uh... I, I, you know, I, if I, when I have jokes, I usually go ahead and like write them and use them. I don't, I don't have jokes that I'm like, oh, can't say that. There's some jokes in my, my show, my one woman show, my new show that I'm working on now. Well, working on, I, it debuted in Los Angeles in June and it'll be off Broadway in New York in January. And, um, you know, there's some jokes in there that they're like, you might not want to say that, but I'm like, no, like that's me. That's who I am. That's, that's funny to me. So, 
and and actually it's funny the audience because they were laughing so i don't know i'm just not in the business of trying to i mean here's the thing i the my show is my show i'm not having to answer to some studio or you know there's when you are a small indie production you get to do those things and say those things when you're working for you know disney or whatever yeah you gotta answer to uh the man but i don't so i get to say whatever i want yeah that's That's awesome yeah that's good to not work for the mouse (laughs) yeah the man the mouse yeah it's good that there there are comedians like you uh out there you know there's there's several that i like uh that are also they you know they say you know fuck the man basically you have to just you know and that that's what's great about podcasts too is there there's so many uh individual podcasts out there that comedians have a platform to uh to work on um you mentioned the groundlings earlier tell us about that the the journey to the groundlings and uh yeah, I know you got fired from the Groundling. So tell us all tell us all about that. I mean, fired is a very dramatic word, and okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it that. They weren't paying me, so <laughs> you don't get you know you don't. Uh, I was dismissed from the Groundlings, but um, you know they weren't paying me to fire me. Um, okay. Uh, you know, the Groundlings is um, a theater in Los Angeles that is, um, uh, it's, I don't want to say pyramid scheme, because again, that gives, it's, that's the wrong idea. But um, I, I feel like it's one of those places where anyone and everyone who was ever told they were funny in their high school ever comes. And it starts as this like massive smorgasbord of you know, people who, like I said, were, are, were funny at, in some way at one point. And then it, and it, it, it goes from there. Like, and then they whittle it down and there's classes and, and, and some continue and some get left by the wayside. And, uh, and I continued, I continued basically as high as you can go until you become a groundling. So, um, you know, there's, there's various classes and, um, you know, most people get held back a time or two, uh, just because it's very competitive. And, um, I was lucky enough to, to never be held back. I, I zoomed right through and, um, went all the way to the Sunday show, uh, which is the last rung before the groundlings, the, the, the main company. And, um, you know, I, I basically at, at that top level, yeah, they they take a vote and the groundlings decide if you're up or out. And unfortunately, I didn't make the cut. I was out. Um, I wasn't fired. Um, I just, you know, uh, but, you know, the good news is that the <laughs> the list of people who have been dismissed from the groundlings is even is even more prestigious than the ones who have become groundlings. I mean, like I did Adam Carolla's show once and he and I have bonded over that. He was like, Oh, I, I got fired from the groundlings, you know, uh, Conan O'Brien never made groundlings. Like these are people, they all got, you know, they all, they're obviously hilarious. Um, but you know, at, at that level, it's almost like sorority rush. Like they're, you're already, you're funny. You're already in. It's a matter of like, who do they want to go to, you know, 
frat parties with? Like, who do they want to go to the date party with <laughs> at that level? You know, um, I mean, of my little company, uh, uh, the 14 of us in the Sunday cast, 10 of us were cut uh, with me. And then ultimately, only one went on to become a groundling. And she also went on to SNL. Oh, wow. uh, and that was Michaela Watkins, um, okay. who, um, you know, she's gone on to be a series regular in, I don't know, half a dozen shows since. But um, anyway, the point is, I don't need to feel, you know, <laughs> you know, bad about my, you know, fall from the groundlings because I, I think, honestly, I think they did me a favor. Like, I think... I mean, don't get me wrong, like that was a that was a breakup as significant as any heartache I've I've had because I I really <laughs> I truly believe that that was my one-stop shop way, surefire way to SNL, which is what I always wanted. Um and so when that when I lost that, I felt, kind of felt like well, now what? And I, I actually quit acting for like a full year of my life. I, I, the director at the time, which I won't name her name, but um, she basically convinced me that I was, you know, talentless. And I figured, you know, she's a director. She must be right. And so I, I say I quit. And I, I, um, I went ahead and got a boyfriend and got a day job. And I did all the things that I'd been kind of denying myself because I was, you know, full-time Groundling Sunday company, aspiring actor sort. And, um, you know, I did those things and I, for about a year and, and then I realized, wow, I am really unhappy. Like I, I'm, I'm a, at the end of the day, I'm an artist, I'm a creator. And if I'm not creating, then yeah. Anyway, I, I, I ended up going back to acting and writing and, and creating. And, um, and uh, you know, so they broke me for a bit, but I, I came back. And I think, um, and when I say came back, I'm, I don't mean I came back to the Growlings. I just got back to, you know, acting and writing again. And, yeah. and, but I think, like I said, I think they did me a favor. Like, I think that I was not meant to do sketch. I, I think I was destined for bigger things than um, doing two to three minute sketches on Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles. Like I think yeah. I, but because they made, you know, set me free, I was, I had to go on and like find my own way. And I honestly, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I'm still friends with many, many groundlings and I, um, they've gone on to do great things, but like just, because they're at the Growlings doesn't mean they've gone on to do anything greater than I have without them. Does that make sure. sense? Oh yeah. Yep. So a couple of questions about that. So you mentioned SNL. Is that is is that why a lot of people join the Groundlings? Is is it like a stepping stone to SNL? Yeah. 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 For you know it. Uh, at the time, it was definitely considered kind of like this is where, at least on the West Coast. Lauren Michaels would come. It's kind of the, just the factory where funny folks come from uh, out here, Uh, you know, kind of like second city in Chicago or, you know, I'm sure there's like an equivalent 
in, you know, um, second city in Toronto. Like this is where they come from. Sure. Um, yeah. We talked to uh, Larry Hankin last week. He was from, he started the committee in, uh, L- and was, was that in San Francisco, right? Right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Years. This was, you know, in the sixties, I think. But, uh, oh, so about the, the skits, you said about the skits that you would, you know, write, write a lot of skits every week that you had to come up and then some would be used on, on the stage. So after you're gone, are they still like, how does that work? Do they still, are they still using your skits or, or is it constantly, everything constantly changing? It's constantly changing. So we would write, um, you know, I would, like I said, write about five to seven sketches a week. Uh, Three to five, two to three to five would be chosen for any given week. And then that week they would go up, they would be presented on stage. So imagine on a Wednesday, I pitch, you know, I go to my pitch meeting, I, I share my writing. I, I then they give us notes Thursday, Friday, we're rewriting Saturday. We've got a list of like, this is your show for tomorrow. Um, and we, you know, memorize and block and uh, find wig, uh, costumes and wigs. And then Sunday it's on stage. So it, I mean, it was a real, it's, it, that's, but that's SNL for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, you know, SNL has much higher stakes because there's, you know, way more eyeballs on you, but also SNL, they get cue cards. They, they can do a second take. You know what I mean? Whereas this is like, you know, this is a stage. So there's no like, <laughs> right. Cut. Do they ever film it? No, never. No. Now, it's a very um, mysterious place, and I'm probably (laughs) like, well, they've already fired me, if you will. So there's no, (laughs) it doesn't matter now, but, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of like lore around them. And um, I mean, listen, they could do an amazing reality show if they ever wanted to just sell out and like, tell all their secrets because there's some secrets you know <laughs> but they won't and i and i understand that sure so is that what led to the the youtube channel then after you coming Absolutely. back yeah i mean like i said Wanting i something was to do. um i was in a dark place like i that was supposed to be my stepping stone to where i wanted to go and um when that didn't work out i kind of thought about it and i was like okay so so i won't be i won't be on snl by way of melrose avenue but that doesn't mean i can't like these sketches can still live and breathe and you know have a life off of melrose like i could i can stick them on youtube like we're living in a day and age where you can do that and and i did so that was yeah that was just my way of kind of coping of like you know i wasn't I've not had a real traditional trajectory. I never, I wasn't cast in a traditional way for ever, really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have since, but um, I really needed to pave my own way. I needed to, you know, I wasn't getting, people weren't writing me roles, so I had to write them myself, cast myself. And so, yeah, that that's really what you're watching. Just, you know, a young Naomi wanting to, work as an actor and <laughs> so <laughs> that's how i made it happen 
Yeah. Well, some of some of the ones I watched uh, that I that I thought were really funny, the uh, hot yoga one, uh, men at work, parry drunken activity, uh, forget about it, uh, how to ditch ditch a chick and touch my junk. Uh, wow, you oof. really went down that rabbit hole, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really funny. I liked it. Oh, well, I love uh, that. I'm so glad because I, you know, yeah, a lot of people only know me for, you know, that show that we're not supposed to talk about because we're on strike. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, the fact is there's there's a lot more to me. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of actors, like, that's what I really hate about acting, actually, is that we're so often at the mercy of others, you know producers, casting, directors, whoever, other creatives to put us in projects. And like, that's just not me. I'm very proactive. I'm type A. I I don't let grass grow. I get it done. And so, um, yeah, I've, I've sort of, what is the expression? Um, yeah, like made it happen for myself. And, um, you know, even on a small scale, you know, I mean, a lot of those little, shorts that you're referring to I actually like paid for if you will with the you know my meager Spanish teacher budget at the time (laughs) you know touch my junk was shot in my Spanish classroom where I (laughs) had my day job and I remember distinctly praying the director of the school did not you know walk by while I was you know feeling up my uh, (laughs) co-stars <laughs> That's awesome. When did Girl in Argentine Landscape come about? Argent is it Argentine or Argentina landscape? Well, Argentine or Argentine. You can either or it's okay. tomato tomato. That was before all that, actually. Oh, okay. um, that was in 2002 I watched, so I'm I'm like kind of disappointed. Somebody has part one and two. There's like I watched 18 minutes of it today, uh, but I can't, I can't find the rest of it. And I'm like, no, nah, yes! I want to see the rest. <laughs> okay. I don't act. I don't. You'll have to message me privately what you're referring to. I want to see what you're talking about. Yeah, I will. I will send it because to you. Because I, that shouldn't be available. Okay. I, don't, I didn't put that out. No, it's definitely not on your channel. No. No, no, no. Um, I have a. But now I need to see the rest of it. Oh, so. that's sweet. Well, I, I mean, I listen. I have them usually on my like table at Comic Cons, and um, nothing makes me more excited than when someone wants to buy that because, for the, for the most part, you know, like I said, people just want to. They just want the pepper picture, and that's sure. great. She's done very well for me. You know, I'm not gonna <laughs> bite the hand that feeds me. But the fact is you know that my solo shows especially are like my babies like i birthed those they took nine months to conceive and create and i didn't have a giant budget behind me i had a you know my spanish teacher wage um so so you know i i take real ownership and pride because they you know were very successful in this you know in the relatively speaking, you know what I mean? As sure. successful as a one woman show can be, you know, it's not, it's not a blockbuster hit on FX or anything, sure. but you know, for what they were. Well, yeah, that's so, I have a few questions about that. So how much, I mean, is it pretty true? All like 
from what I've seen, like the you were you an exchange student? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's funny. I'm wa- wearing the Argentinian jersey right now. <laughs> um, I'm happen to be going to a uh, co- uh an Argentinian some Argentinian bands at a at the Hollywood Bowl later tonight. So, um, I'm nice. dressed for the occasion. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that's a it's a true story. That's awesome. That yeah, yeah. Now I really need to see the the rest of it. Um. So, have you ever thought about trying to make that into something more, like into more than a one woman show, like a a, a movie mm. or a, a you know something? Yeah. There's uh, definitely a lot to it. Well, that particular story feels like a feature to me. You know, some things feel episodic, like you could visit this every week, and that feels like it has a very clear beginning, middle, end. So I think I think that's a movie. I think my second show, Carnival Knowledge, is absolutely a, a, a series. That's um, what I was. Yeah, I was going to get into that next. The Carnival Knowledge. I watched some of some of those are on your YouTube channel. Some of them. Yes. Yes. And some of those are the are some of those the true stories of the skits that from the from much earlier. Like the, I watched the yoga one and it seemed right. pretty close to the hot yoga. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I am a like a, a yogi. I've practiced 24 years, hour and a half a day, every day. So I'm pretty, I'm very dedicated. And so, yeah, I spend at least an hour and a half every day breathing and twisting myself into shapes. And, and obviously, you know, brainstorming, like what would be funny in this situation? So I, <laughs> I have, Lots of yoga sketches swimming around in my head. Um, there's only the, you know, hot yoga actually made it to the stage. And and then, of course, the um, the, the solo show kind of monologue version as well. They're, they're different. Um, I think uh, the one is more a fantasy of the other. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the stage play, and this is totally true, I had, I was... I fell in love with the yoga teacher and now in retrospect, having done so much yoga, I realized I wasn't so much in love with him as I was the actual yoga. Like yoga makes you feel amazing. Like, like, like sex, it like, it's that good. And so I just assumed like, Oh, I'm feel I, I'm feeling things for him. What I didn't realize is like, no, you're feeling things because you're feeling things because yoga makes you feel things. And so um, now having, you know, studied with dozens of teachers in my life, I realized like it, that wasn't it wasn't him. It was just yoga. Um, but I didn't know that at the time because it was the first I was feeling those things. But anyway, I when I did that in that show I actually invited him and he he didn't think it was so funny he was kind of taken aback <laughs> but to be fair you know it was a it was a composite character like I changed his name I want to say I like renamed him like Deepak Raghunathanon or something ridiculous <laughs> um, and you know I made him like I don't know like an Italian from Brooklyn or something you know what I mean like somebody who should not have the name Deepak Raghunathanon um but you know there's there I'm sure there's a there's got to be a, a an Italian in Brooklyn named Deepak Raghunathanon you know it you know has to be absolutely 
So you you said it takes you nine months to prepare for for one of these? Yeah. I mean, maybe I work slow, but yeah, these, I mean, I, yeah, that's my process. I, I mean, I definitely, uh, they're very kind of like finely tuned, you know, it, like I'll sit there for hours, uh, the, uh, the, you know, and like, hmm. what's the right article in the moment like I said it's a very different process than what I was doing at the groundlings the groundlings was like you're writing today tomorrow it's on stage good luck you know and this is like I don't again they did me a favor now I can work on my timeline and my timeline is much slower and and that's okay so so yeah so basically you're just you find what you want and then you fine tune it over a long time until it's exactly the way you want it, as opposed to the improv where you just throw it out there and hope for the best. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like I said, it's not to say I can't do both. Like I, no. I've done a ton of improv in my life and I'm sure it served me in the other, but ultimately I would much rather put out something that's finely crafted and that I've like really carefully curated personally i forgot to ask this about the uh, the youtube shorts what is red meat entertainment where so that's really just a name that i i gave myself um to sound bigger than i am <laughs> uh you know i just uh i figured i was cranking out all this content i needed a kind of a umbrella for it all and so that's what i I, I called it. I mean, it's not an LLC proper. If you, you know, <laughs> Google it, you, you won't find it other than, you know, Naomi Grossman's production company. Um, but sure. yeah. Sometimes I take terrible notes and I just have written down the Red Bull van story. What does that mean? Anything yeah, sure. Of course <laughs> you did your homework. I'm impressed. Um, so I was, I was an, uh, I was a Red Bull girl for a while. Uh, when I first moved to LA, we all have, you know, actors have their ding dong jobs and that was mine. Uh, and, uh, I, it, it made it into the new show, the, this most recent one woman show, American Horror Story. Um, I, I, I talk about being a Red Bull girl and, you know, I was uh, I, I crashed it into a shopping mall. Um, I just I forgot about the giant can on the top. I, I was eventually fired for leaving it parked outside my apartment while I napped inside, which was ironic because my job was literally to seek people in need of energy. <laughs> and and you know and yet clearly i was the one in need of energy um yeah i i mean that's just one of like many 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 stupid <laughs> ding dong jobs i had like you know and that's again that's part of this new show which is you know the whore of american horror story is is not promiscuous she's a hustler she does what she's got to do to get what she wants. She whores out. And sometimes she's hawking Red Bull. And sometimes it's Marlboro. And sometimes it's the true campaign in the same day. You know what I mean? Like, again, not above me. Like, I will I will sell you cigarettes. And then I will uh, tell you about 
uh, you know, the dangers of, of, of smoking all in the same breath because, you know, bro's got to eat. And, that's, and right. that's what the show's about. You always wanted to be an actress, right? For, since you were a, a little girl. Do you remember like the first time when, like the first time you, you thought that's what I want to do? Yeah, I feel like it was probably age three, maybe in the theater watching uh, whatever was in the theater in the 70s um, and um, and saying, like, I want to be up there. Like, I don't want to be down here. I don't want to be sitting here watching. I want to be in the lights. I want to be in the limelight. And, you know. Yeah. So did I did. I remember. <laughs> That's awesome. Were your parents were your parents supportive of it? Yeah, they were. Um my parents are both artists. My dad's an architect, my mom's a pianist. So, you know, they were kind of they weren't actors, but um I mean, they were performers in their own right, you know. Um even my even though my dad wasn't like a um an actual performer, like he's an artist performer. What I'm trying to say is, yes, my mom is an actual performer, like playing piano. My dad is more like a performer personality. Like he has the same, like if you were to, if he were to do the Enneagram, that's how he would, he, he falls into that category. Like someone who, I don't want to say needs attention, but because we're very different in that regard. Like I actually need attention. Whereas he, I think is you know what this became therapy and i'm he not en- sure i'm yeah. comfortable with him yeah he enjoys the attention where you need the attention maybe yeah i just i think my dad um is a, like a super duper duper high achiever like he's literally like nationally ranked tennis player hockey goalie criterium cyclist motorcyclist architect professor painter potter jeweler basket maker one kind of sort of gourmet chef classical music and like he's all these things and i think he does it because he somehow like gets off on being the best and having eyeballs on him you know i i think he um yeah I, 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 that's my own sort of, uh, uh, psychoanalysis of my dad. <laughs> and I think I totally, by the way, not, I'm this exact same way. So, um, I, I'm not as good at all those things. I'm only good at like two things, um, <laughs> yoga and acting. Oh, and writing. So, you know, he's got me beat on that, but I do relate to this sort of like need to achieve. And again, it's, that's, it's, it's all in the show. Like, um, you know, this hustler is, is part of me. Um, you know, somebody just recently in an interview asked me, um, what would you tell your younger self? Like what, like what advice might you give? And I was like, well, I would say to, chill out like just chillax let things happen just trust the universe like you know but that's not me like <laughs> like I would never do that like I that th- that that would require a complete and total like lobotomy you know what I mean so I I could say that to my younger self but like that would be so contrary to like, I, I would never say that to me because it just right. wouldn't even, 
Well, people that that do let, I mean, that that do that sometimes let opportunities pass them by. Also, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, non-hustlers. I, I see myself as being really like, like twisting, like forcing, you know, my square peg into round holes half the time, and 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 sometimes it's just not right, and and sometimes like just if I just let it happen and like. If it's not right, like let it go. I think I, I would be well served to to take that advice, but I don't. I think that's not me. Like I think I I'm I'm like I said I make things happen, and so you know I could tell my younger self that, but it, it, it I wouldn't have heard. I wouldn't be able to hear that. Right. You know. Uh, you mentioned art. Uh, the art behind you is that fan art. Do people yeah, do that stuff. I got a whole room. It's four walls of just <laughs> ego. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no cool. I'm kidding. No, I love, I mean, this is the same way parents have their, you know, kids chicken scratch on the refrigerator. This is my fan art. This, these are my, I, I love this. This is the place I come to like, just feel great about myself. <laughs> yeah. This is the stuff I like, I would run for this. Like for in in the case of a fire, this is the first stuff that's coming with me. Nice. It just it means so much, you know. Yeah. So I know we can't talk about it, but can you talk about the American horror horror story? The your 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 next sh- the next player. Oh, have you already gosh, been yeah, performing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it. Sure. Have you yeah, already you been like performing it? Yeah, it's gonna be in New York in at the AMT, which is uh, off Broadway Theater, uh, right in Times Square, uh, in January. So I would say we haven't like officially announced that, but um, you can you know follow me on my socials for all the details. Uh, you could also just go to the website, which is AmericanHorrorStory.com, and um, I want to see there's even a, a place you can like put your email for, for updates and, and you'll get them. Very cool. Yeah. Right. What did we miss? What do you have for Naomi? Uh, well, I'm going to throw out my real question here, which is, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question and you have 60 seconds to answer it. Oh, you know how hard that's yeah. going to be. I do know how hard that is. Uh, a lot of people struggle with this one and some people give me one word answers. So please don't do that. Oh, so, I would never. Uh, okay. So here's the question. If you could pick any sitcom that ever existed to be a part of, which one would you pick? Sex in the City. I don't know if that's uh, considered a sitcom, but I, uh, I mean, Carnival Knowledge is that. It's, it's a different coast, crappier shoes, but... <laughs> it that's that's my life like i i have a miranda and a, a carrie and a charlotte in my life i'm samantha um like yeah i um yes uh, i i i mean you what you when on the walls that don't have fan art uh, i have racks and racks and racks of clothing um and ridiculous clothes like like tutus that you would walk through, you know, uh, rainstorms in, um, (laughs) like, just like Carrie Bradshaw, like that, like, that is who I am. I'm, um, 
I'm, I, I feel like every day is an opportunity for performance. And so, you know, today I'm Lionel Messi. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, I, I might just rock her tutu to the grocery store <laughs> like you do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I just remember definitely kind of coming of age to that show and feeling like those were my girls, like the, that, that, you know, that that's my life, or at least I wanted it to be. Awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Was that under 60 see- seconds? I don't think so. Pretty close. Uh, I think you came in under just under, but I think you did it. Naomi, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us and telling us your stories. And I will, I will send you that uh, those links so you can get that taken care of uh, in exchange for uh, <laughs> maybe a, a copy of it because I need oh. to see the rest of it. Oh, that's sweet. Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you either way. But <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just curious how that's even up there because don't get me wrong. I suppose when I you know. Like I said, sell somebody the DVD, they could tef- technically do whatever they want with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying, listen, the dream is to take all three of them and, um, you know, get myself a Netflix deal. I, I you know, I want to have, yeah, I want my, um, comedy special and while they're buying the one why not get two and three too you know what i mean yeah. so that's why i'm a little bit protective because i'm i, I want to keep them you know sure intellectual property um but i suppose you know kind of like when there's a copycat on on <laughs> social media like hey, i'm flattered like somebody thinks it's worthy entertainment and is willing to put it up on their channel maybe you know maybe i shouldn't be mad at it well like, no because you can, i mean it, you know i get i i get mad when somebody takes one of my pictures or you know and i oh, like yeah. i always try and put my watermark on everything but uh yeah no that's yours you know that it yeah, you know, yeah. You're, no, you're if right. you're selling them, you know, you, you don't want someone else putting that stuff up on their channel when you could you could be getting those views. Yeah, if you want I should to put be it on your channel, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll, I'll send you that link. Um, but please tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, any upcoming appearances, all that. Oh, and uh, are we allowed to talk about Replica at all, or or not? Sure, actually, yeah. Replica is um, Replica is an indie movie, so. Uh, uh, you know, anything that's not affiliated with the AMPTP is fine. I just saw it for the first time on Friday. You know, I'm terrible at looking at my watching myself. It is not easy for me. Um, Why? Uh, as with as much as with as much attention as you need, you, you don't like watching yourself. I know. Um, I know. I, like I said, I I probably need to be talking to a therapist about this. Other, somebody other than you. Uh, you've been very kind, but uh, I don't know how much you're going to help me here. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just it's it's hard. It's it's cringy. It, don't get me wrong. The the movie I quite enjoyed, but um, I mean, listen, I stopped worrying about being attractive on screen. I never worried about that actually. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite ugly in this and, but that's also the character. I'm a, I'm a neo-Nazi pregnant meth head. So, you know, I'm not exactly a beauty queen. Um, and, and 
and that's fine. That's that's what I signed up for. Um, Better watch yourself. That's Ray's kind of girl. I was going to say, I just punched that into Tinder the other night looking for that. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm pleased to say that it's just a role, and uh, you're you know I'm not, you're not going to find me in, on there. But yeah, I mean it, it's uh, it's it's a really raw movie, and um, I, I'm not sure what. How, where where it's going to wind up? Like I don't think it's definitely not going to be on Disney. Um, you know, it's pretty violent. There's a lot of drugs. Uh, there's some, you know, just some kind of rough content. It is based on a a real story, and I think there's some really good acting in it. I'm not saying I did it, but um, I think there's, I, I you know. There's there's some really standout performances. Um, now, did he, Mickey Rourke did Mickey Rourke direct that, or is he in it? Or he's in it. He's just he, in it. Okay. He has a small part. I, my okay. part's bigger, but um, <laughs> but I'm you know I haven't won any Oscars, so um, until I do, not yet. yeah, <laughs> not yet. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it, I like I said, I had a great time doing it. Um, I think I had more fun doing it than I actually had watching it only because I was kind of like, you know, this the whole time. Um, but it, that's my own issues. All right. It's, it's just well, hard. I think it's, you know, again, coming from theater and especially improv where if, if I am losing the audience, like if it's something, if it's tanking, I can actually do things to like pivot and fix it. Uh, whereas on on screen, it's done. Like it's in the can. I, we shot this two years ago. Like I, there's absolutely nothing I can do. I'm 100% at the mercy of the editor whose job is done as well. So, um, you know, I, I guess that's why all you can do is just sit there and be like, okay, like, you know, it's like driving down a cliff, only you can't actually, the, the wheel doesn't move for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. unlike the, uh, other than like, so if you're filming something though, and you don't like the the take, are you able to say, especially like in, a, in an indie film like that, are you allowed to say, let me try that again? Like we're on stage, you know, you can't do that. Right, right. I mean, the beauty of stage is you usually have, so much rehearsal that you don't need to do that ideally. Whereas film and television, so many times you're came, coming in, you know, I had no rehearsal. I'm, it was like, nice to meet you. And, you know, scene like, <laughs> um, uh, yes, you can, but you know, the less money you have, the less time you have, you know? Sure. So uh, for especially an indie like this, there wasn't any of either, you know. So, um, sure, if I was, if I really objected to anything, I could say, "Hey, can we try that again?" But um, honestly, I don't think we did more than two takes for any anything. Anything we had that was a twelve day shoot. Oh like wow! Higher hundred and I want to say. Uh, it was a two over two hour. Was it over two hours? Maybe not. I want to say it was like an hour and 45 minute movie, but you know that they shot in 12 days. Wow. So no, they, they moved right along. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. And, uh, seeing the rest of, uh, 
the stage play girl in Argentine landscape. Okay. Uh, but please tell us uh, where everybody can find you the upcoming show in January, the dates for that, all that, all that good stuff. Okay, sure. Um, let's see. Uh, my socials are uh, Naomi W Grossman on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, I'm verified. So you'll know that one's me. Um, oh no, 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 my bad. That's Facebook X and uh, Instagram. <laughs> um, on YouTube and Twitter, there's no W. But like I said, I'm verified. So if there's a name of Grossman with a blue check mark, that's that's me. Um, uh, and I didn't pay for it, by the way. So I guess I'm not verified on X anymore. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, you can look at my website. It's just NaomiGrossman.net. Um, and that's where you can find out all about American Horror Story, or you can go to its website, which is AmericanHorrorStory.com. Um, and, uh, you know, if you click on the Get Ticks uh, tab, uh, it'll point you to wherever you can get ticks, which um, I think at this point is just this quick little, um, uh, little kind of uh, show. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do kind of dust the cobwebs off in New Mexico, uh, which is where my family lives. Um, and so we'll, I'm going to be there in the holidays uh, in preparation for the big, you know, off-Broadway um, debut in January, which awesome. like I said, those, those tickets aren't quite available yet, but they will be shortly. So I recommend people, you know, follow and, and you'll see exactly when we make that announcement. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, chat with us a little bit here today. Of course. And we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>